Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. What's up, everyone? This is Ruben from Dub. This is Connection Loop, Dub's podcast, and I have with me a very, very early adopter of Dub, like very early, Eric Axelrod. Eric has some really, really interesting insight. He's got a he's got a summit that we're going to talk about. He's got some great experience in data and, and automation and so many cool things. So without further ado, I just wanted to introduce Eric here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great. Yeah. yeah. As you mentioned, uh, you know, I've been using Dub for for probably about a year and a half. I don't remember exactly when uh, exactly when I started, but uh, you know, it was one of those tools that I kind of picked up early on, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is really cool." Uh, and ended up folding it into uh, some of our workflows that we looking for customer feedback and things like that. And so it actually it actually works really really well. Well, thanks for thanks for saying that. Appreciate it. Um, you have a you have a summit and you're promoting that now, and I've seen a lot of great posts about that. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, I, you know, I am the founder of Cloud Data Summit, and so a Cloud Data Summit, first and foremost, is, it is a data conference, and so you know, we are trying to uh, we are trying to compete with a lot of the other big players that are you know that are on the market in our space, and uh, and uh, one of our big things is the n- number one that we are we are independent, we're not owned by a vendor, and so you know everything that we do is is unbiased and um, and all that, which is great, and the other big part. Of it is that our our conference is completely online, and so we're actually the first in the world, uh, as far as far as I or anybody else is aware, uh, as far as being you know being a, being a data conference that's entirely online. And so uh, you know, and so that's actually one of the things that we were going to talk about uh, a little bit today is kind of uh, how how that is, uh, a lot of the things that you know you guys, that you guys are doing with Dub, but also kind of some of the ways that we that we use Dub, and um, you know, and, and some of the things that we're doing with uh, you know with with remote work and remote collaboration. Well, there's this there's this fundamentally interesting thing that's happening with with communication. It's all it's all changing now. I mean, with technology, with tools, with tools like Zoom, with tools like Dub, with organizations like yours, with thought leaders like you, we now have the ability to to not travel. We have the ability to communicate, to converge, to intersect, to collaborate, to use technology like this to share ideas instead of spending three days to get into a conference physically or to meet with a client, you know, we can, we can have synchronous or, or asynchronous communication like this and convey those ideas. So it's a really exciting time right now to be a storyteller, to be a communicator, to be a, a business person. So I, I personally am I'm really psyched about this and, I, and I'm so thankful that you're really evangelizing this, this importance and this kind of paradigm shift. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like what we were talking about, like one of the things that we use Dub for, for example, is is soliciting feedback. So after we've had an event, we want to reach out to everybody and say, you know, hey, we, you know, not only do we want to know, we want structured data about what you think, you know, give me a rating, but we also want, uh, we, we, we also want this subjective data, we want to actually be able to talk to people to do that. Well, and of course, talking to people is time consuming right because then if, you know the if we do it the old fashioned way we would actually obviously have to travel there or call them or something like that and we have to be live on both sides in order to make it happen or 
which what, what, what we're doing now is we use a tool like dub where you know we record a we record a video message uh we send that video message to them they watch it at their convenience whenever they get around to it and then they they can reply with a video message which is really really cool because in order to do that you know without a tool like dub they would either need to have you know somewhat savvy you know video editing video capture skills on their side to be able to pull it off or we would need to have to do a live event which you know it, which uh, you know can be a little difficult for some people right um, or we can travel to their office to do it. Depending on where they are, that's going to either be very expensive and very time. Or, you know, even if they're even if they're in the same city, you know, it's it's going to be a couple hours to 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 go visit them to make a you know a five minute video or something like that. So that's why I think you know doing something like Dub is 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 um is is really valuable for some of you know for some of those use cases like that. Particularly what we're after is capturing that video feedback. So. Um, so, uh, like, I think that this, you know, these types of of, uh, of asynchronous communication platforms are going to be really, really, really valuable in the future. And uh, and I think that there's going to there's going to be a lot of uses that people haven't haven't even thought of yet or haven't even haven't even tried to do that. You know, we might look at in five or ten years and go, "Wow, you know, uh, you know, who who would have ever, who would have ever thought that we did something like that?" Right. Love it, man. I totally agree with you. I think that that's really insightful, man. I, I, we're in such, such an interesting time. So let's get into this, man. We have a, a really interesting uh, agenda here. So I just want to really quickly touch upon this agenda. Remote working, synchronous versus asynchronous, your, your data summit, want to learn more about that, dub versus Zoom, productivity optimization, more time connecting, less time traveling, and convergence, of course. So a couple of things that, that I want to kind of get into right now is this whole idea of of you know traveling to to capture content or traveling to connect with people, at what point do you think you realized that you don't need to do that anymore with Slack and Zoom and Dub and whatever else that it doesn't actually provide any additional value? So the the short answer is for me and give me just a second here. I've got a cat that's poking around on the table. Uh, oh, we, the, love uh, the we love cats. Bring bring the cat in the frame if if at all possible. <laughs> I will if she comes back around. Right now she's behind the computer. Uh, but, uh, um, well, I mean, speaking uh, of remote working and working from home, there's a lot of data that talks about you know having pets around you makes you more happy, more productive. Yeah. So kudos to you. No, no, absolutely, and um, and um, uh, so you know, in regards to like what you were asking about, is is kind of I suppose what what kind of what led us down this way. You know, one of the thing I mean, I've been involved in organizing uh, brick and mortar events uh, of all sorts of different types of events for quite a number of years. You know, everything from from meetups to user groups and things like that, right? And um, you know, obviously. Uh, you know, face-to-face -face meetups and brick-and-mortar events like that are great, but one of the issues that we've had for a long time is attendance is a big problem. And here's here's the here's the cat. Attendance is a big problem, and um, you know, and so like what will happen, especially if it's a free event, if it's a free brick-and-mortar event, you know, even if it's a if you, even if it's a technical user group for one of the big uh, vendors, you know, we will. Uh, we'll put on an event, we'll get, you know, a couple hundred, 200, 300, 400 registrations, and then 20 people will show up. 
if you're lucky. And um, and so this is this is something that's been happening for quite a long time. Where you know, where even as the number of people in these fields has been growing at a very steady pace, and in some cases they're exponentially. I mean, some of these some of these tools and platforms that we're using, I mean, they have ten or twenty or fifty x the the user base or the penetration that they did ten years ago. But attendance is down from when it was ten years ago, and so uh, it's getting harder and harder to get people. In one of the things that we were looking at whenever we're, you know, we're thinking about organizing Cloud Data Summit is, you know, how can we really pull this off in an effective way? And, you know, because it's, you know, it's not going to be a success if you don't get people in the door, right? And so our goal is how can we lower the barriers to entry as much as possible to get people in the door? And to be completely out of great answer for that in the brick and mortar space because anything that you do and especially the bigger the space that you need the more expensive it is and the the, the more expensive tickets need to get and so on and so on so you know if, if we need to you know we need to rent an auditorium it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars for a couple of hours to, to block it off and then you're going to have a 10 percent or something like that for it right and so like this is always this is always a, a balancing act that we're working with to do we, you know, whenever we jumped in, we like we were really interested in being able to, to do something, do something like this online. Unfortunately, it really exist a couple of years ago to do this. Um, there really is not a not a platform out there that I was ever aware of that actually allowed you can mortar event and put it online or something that resembled a brick and mortar event and put it online. And um, and then uh, the the platform that we found and we started using it about a year ago and as soon as i saw it I, this is what we've been looking for you know this is a platform to be able to take mortar event uh, that we've been going to for ages and then digitize it and uh so that's what that's what we that's what we launched on and that's what we're using today and that's hopin like h-o-p-i-n.com h-o-p-i-n.to ah, is there is there a url okay, cool well that's mm -hmm innovative <laughs> yeah and um yeah it's it, it it's really cool obviously i mean ability to do for, for uh you know i've been watching webinars probably since the early 2000s and uh you know and they, they you know webinars are great for what they are using a webinar is that it's one-way communication, right? So, um, you know, with one-way communication, you as a, an attendee, you can consume, you can watch, you can chat, and that's it. That's all you can do. And, uh, you know, of course, that's the way the platform is designed. And so the, the with uh, with what we're able to do with Hopin uh, is that uh, everybody in the event can have a true two-way, all sorts of different ways to kind of mix it up. We have, uh, where it kind of works like chat roulette, where anybody that's in, anybody else that's inside the event and get on camera for you know a, a specified period of time and meet them very much randomly, coming in or going out of a uh, you know out of a room for a talk or walk at the coffee table or something like that. It's the same kind of experience. And uh, you know then you can exchange business cards with them as well. And we also have the ability to do to do workshops. And and be able to, to do roundtables and things like that, where you're going to actually get groups of people together in rooms live from all over the world, talking with each other about a you know about a, a common subject or or something like that, 
right? So these are just some of the really interesting things that we can do. And this is the kind of kind of thing that we were looking for, you know, in you know, in a digital platform that you know, unfortunately, you can't do today in any of the in any of the major uh, you know any of the major uh, webinar players. None of them have anything like this that actually allows uh, effectively all of the attendees to get on and actually kind of work together in a, in a live in a live fashion. And so that's how we ended up using Hopin. It is a platform and said, wow, this is, you know, this allows us to like literally take this whole experience without, without, the, without the, uh, you know, the lines, without contracting diseases like what we have to worry about right now. Um, yeah, you know, we, you know what? I, I was, that's so funny that you should say that because as Dub is a, an official HubSpot partner, so we were, you know, normally we were going to go to the, the partner event actually that was happening. Um, but we just got an email actually just a couple of days ago saying that it was canceled because specifically because of the coronavirus. So we're not going to that. Well, I mean, obviously it's off. It's, it's interesting. I mean, that's telling that yeah, is, that is now that's what's going on. It, it, it is. And that's not the first one. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. the, just last week, the Facebook developer conference got canceled. The Facebook oh, marketing see. conference got canceled the week before. Uh, and then uh, I think it was I think it was two weeks ago, the um, uh, Mobile World Congress in Barcelona got canceled. It's one of the world's largest events with like 110,000 people at it. And uh, there was a there's been a number of other uh, pretty high, pretty high profile ones that are uh, that have already been. And there's actually a really interesting one that just I think this just they just announced it on like Friday. Friday, there's a vendor that's in our space called Domo, and they've been doing a conference for a few years called Domo Palooza. And they actually just sent out a thing that their brick and mortar event got canceled and they're doing it online instead. And, you know, and there's is a, you know, there's is a, or, you know, a, an established conference that's been around for a few years. And I think they've got like 3000 attendees or something like that in their, in their traditional events. And they just put the whole, they're putting the whole thing online here in a couple of months. So uh, like this space is getting really, really interesting. And I think that, you know, for, for better or for worse, I think right now that coronavirus is going to be the, the catalyst that really kicks mm -hmm. a lot of these things off and starts, you know, because you know, right now the event organizers, I think for a lot of these brick and mortar events that we do, that what happens if somebody, you know, gets an infection at one of our events, you know, and everybody's shell-shocked and they're terrified right. and, you know, this, this gives them a solution for it, right? Yeah, I mean, I went to so many big conferences this year, and I can just tell that the interest and the demand is decreasing. I, I can just tell it's less mm -hmm. than previous years. Less people are showing up. Um, it, it, it could have been a specific thing to maybe the season or maybe the time or maybe some of the themes that were going on. This was just two conferences in particular. Um, but I tend to agree with you, man. So, you know, so we're on the same page on that. So now what what is it that we can do to to streamline our communication? How can we have more productivity in our lives? What, what does your take on this? And give us some tactical tips. So the, the first thing that I can is, you know, leverage, you know, leverage digital communication platforms as much as possible. And, you know, obviously this is one of our, one of our you know, kind of central themes, obviously, is that, you know, Practically, you know, frankly, we think that traveling to go to events and, and not not just necessarily talking about conferences, but if you're going to travel to a business meeting or something like that, that's not necessarily the best use of your time, right? right. And especially in especially in the modern age, as everybody's 
becoming a lot more time focused. And I think that they, they should, because I mean, as, as you know, time is our only non-renewable non resource. I mean, we can make more of and we cannot make more of. Right. And so the idea that we're going to spend, you know, five hours a day in rush hour traffic or on a subway or, or in a cab or, or, you know, uh, or on an airplane or something like that. And this is kind of becomes part of our regular routine. Um, I think that this is going to be one of the big things that, you know, where people change. And, you know, the, the, the really interesting thing about that is that technology today, and it's actually been here and it's not, you know, and we, we, you know, like in our space, I use, I'll use an example, you know, we're in the data space and one of the, you know, things right now in the data space is AI, you know, everything's AI and, you know, uh, you know, AI is great, but there, we, we are as a, you know, you know, with where our technology is today, we're a really long way from anything that would resemble artificial general intelligence. It's something that, you know, people are discussing, well, it's even in our lifetimes, no, you know, nobody even knows. There's obviously some really interesting things that are happening. The reason I'm bringing up AI is because it's, it's the hot, it's the hot buzzword right now. Right. And it's going to be probably a decade before it's really part of our day-to-day -day life in any meaningful way, right? But we we look at other technologies like and that technology's here today and it's been here. Yeah. You know, it's not something that the the you know Zoom has been years now. Uh, uh, WebEx, you know, uh, 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 go to meeting and go to webinar. All of these these guys they've been around for about the same. I mean, they've been on for almost twenty years or or maybe a little over twenty years. And they've been refining this technology ever since, you know, and as people's internet connections are getting better and their cameras are getting better and their mics are getting better, it's becoming easier and easier for everybody to be uh, remote collaborators. And that's just gonna continue to, you know, that's just gonna continue to snowball, curve goes down. I mean, it's so, I mean, cause I mean, and I use Zoom as an example. I mean, it, like their subscription is almost no brand. It's like $15 a month for unlimited you know for unlimited meetings and yeah. so you know it's to, it's to this point where there's like almost no excuse as to why you can't do this um obviously you know you re rewind the clock to the early 2000s it was vastly more expensive to be able to do something like this but now basically any you know any off-the-shelf computer you know you can you can participate in all sorts of different types of remote meetings right you can use zoom you know you can use dub you can use Streamyard. you can use you know pick pick your tool you're going to find some commodity laptop or something that can do it or, or an iPhone or, or, you know, an iPad or something like that. Right. So that's why I think that this is the, uh, uh, this is going to be, this, this technology is going to have the most immediate impact on our lives is, is, is the collaboration space because the technology is already here. The only thing that's stopping us from using it is, is people. Right. Um, and so if we, we can get over, uh, you know, if we can get over the the stigmas of doing remote meetings, remote remote collaborations, remote conferences, and things like that, that's that's what's really going to change our behavior in a really really meaningful way in the short term. And and I think you know, like we mentioned earlier, uh, for for better or for worse, that you know, right now it looks like coronavirus might be one of those one of those inflection points where everybody starts to look at this and say you know wow do we really need to gather a bunch of people in a room together uh, in order to make this happen or can we do it online and now it's starting to make a lot more sense 
for people to do it online, uh, you know, you know, even if the risk is low, the risk is there and everybody has it in their mind, you know, what if, and, uh, that, that, that's not a consideration whenever we're right now. Right. Right. This is a safe place. Yeah. We got some likes and some love here. Um, Marilyn Devonch is actually watching us live right now. So she just gave us some love. Appreciate that, Marilyn. If you have any comments whatsoever, promise we'll address them. Uh, really appreciate that. For you guys that are watching this, uh, encourage you guys to like, comment, you know, subscribe to our channels, check out Eric's stuff. You can go to Eric Rax Axelrod on LinkedIn. You can find him there. Um, so please connect with us. That's what this whole thing is about. It's called Connection Loop for a reason. So thanks, thanks again. Uh, so a question that I have for you is specific to a workflow though. So, you know, I met, I connected with, with an old friend actually, and he, he has to travel a lot for work. Okay. He's got to travel three to four times a week for work because headquarters is That's not his hometown. Right. And I was thinking to myself, you know, and this is coming from, you know, all the compassion and love that I have, but. I was saying, you know, how is it that he could use technology more so that he could spend more time with his family? You know, because I think about this a lot. In fact, this is a home studio for me. I, I have an office, you know, in the city, but this is my home studio. And this this affords me and allows me to be so much more productive. You know, I'm, I've exactly. been trying to tell people that I'm part of the 444 Club, which is that's a wake up time. And uh, it's almost every day, not every day. But the value of this is that you can spend more time with your family, be more productive, have the diet, do the workout, you know, get the things done, being in a comfortable space, and then being productive, you know, all at the same time without having any sacrifices whatsoever. So, what is your take for busy, busy professionals, busy people that want to travel less, spend more time with their families? Now, the one thing that I do here, and I don't know how we're going to solve this problem, but I think you can, but I don't know how other people are, is that speakers, keynote speakers specifically, people that want to be at events that on that stage that are getting paid like large, larger sums of money to sustain a, a career, you know, how, how they're going to thrive and, and survive within, within this more kind of virtual world. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'll tackle that, that second one first, the, you know, in regards to how speakers are going to thrive in the new world. The short answer is, is that it's really not any different. And if you, if you, if you are a professional speaker and you have some kind of a studio or a stage or something like that, that you can go to that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's in your home, maybe it's near your home, you know, wherever it happens to be, um, the experience is really not any different. You know, you, you don't even have to be on a stage. You know, I mean, the, the, you know, in, in my opinion, the stage is just, uh, it's just kind of there for looks and uh, it doesn't really serve a purpose. I mean, you can be, you know, but you're back against the wall in front of a webcam, right? And you can get this, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not so much the delivery of the message, it's the message that we need to be focused on, right? So, um, so I think that, you know, the, 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 the way that professional speakers uh, you know, behave isn't going. Uh, it's not going to be any different than uh, than now, except that they're not going to have to or even at all to do it. And there are even you know a, a number of other people in this kind of this 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 young and burgeoning ecosystem of virtual events, where um, where where there are already 
you know, a fair, a fair number of professional speakers that are in our space that, you know, predominantly do virtual events. And it's very similar to what they do with a brick and mortar event, except they don't place and, and spend all that time on the road. Um, and so, uh, you know, and I think, you know, kind of wrapping back to your, your first question about, you know, how, um, you know, how, how can we, how can we have the tools and the technology to be able to make this happen? The short answer is, you know, like I said before, the technology is there. You just need to do it. And some of these things are going to fix themselves. And and, and I use an example. I mean, you, you're in the LA area. You probably see this quite a bit. And I know that in, in a lot of the major, especially the tech hubs, this is a problem that they've been dealing with for a long time. You know, we're talking about Microsoft. We're talking about Apple. We're talking about Google. Like, they'll build a new headquarters, right? And this new headquarters, by the time it's done, the bun, they've already grown it because they can't forecast, you know, accurately enough how how many people they're going to need when they're drawing the plans for this. And, you know, five, you know, after five years of construction, whatever, when the building's done, that's great. Well, now, now is what we thought we were going to be in headcount. Well, so guess what? All of these people that work for our company, they don't work in the office. They don't work in the main office anyway, right? Working in satellite offices, they're working from home they're doing you know they're doing whatever they need to do to make it happen so this is kind of happening naturally this isn't something that we have force they're doing it out of necessity they're doing it because i'm like right. okay we have a hundred thousand employees now and our and our home office can only hold two thousand or, or whatever the number is so that means you know 95 percent of our employees are working remotely and and so uh you know and, and i say remotely maybe remotely as a satellite office maybe it's a co-working space that happens to be near your house whatever it is but these are the kinds of things that are forcing the change and um you know and so i, I think that's that's one big part of it is just the sheer necessity of companies that are just growing at just exponential rates like this that there's no practical way that they can get everybody in the office. It's just, it's just never going to work. You know, you can't build buildings fast enough to, to be able to get all of the people into it that you need. You know, if you're hiring at the pace that Amazon is hiring, for example. Um, and uh, so I think that that's going to be a big part of it. And then, but then if we kind of look at the other end of the spectrum and we look at a lot of the, the more, uh, the more traditional companies that maybe they, they're not dealing with, they're not dealing with explosive growth. Maybe they're actually dealing with uh, contracting headcounts. Like we've seen um, in a lot of companies where they're, they're uh, feeling the effects of automation and, you know, they don't need as many people in, you know, in accounting or in operations or, or whatever area that they're in. Those are the ones that they, they, they just have to make a concerted effort to say, we are okay with, and we're going to encourage people to work early, regardless of where that is, you know, and, you know, and I understand a lot of people will come and say, you know, I can't, I can't work from home. Uh, and I think there's valid if you, if you have a lot of, a lot of distractions, uh, you know, maybe you've got kids at home or something like that, that environment, um, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that you have to spend three, four hours a day commuting, right? There's going to be some, some more convenient way for you to do this than, than that. Right. Uh, and it's just well, a matter of, making, of, the, of making that. Yeah. No, nice, nice call, man. Uh, speaking of, yeah, which, it's just Maryland, an effort to say that, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say Marilyn left a great comment here. I wanted to address that. She says, let me just, let me just read her comment. Marilyn, thank you so much. I love all caps being able to work from home and online. Marilyn, join the club right there with you. Uh, I know exactly what your office looks like. I love it. 
I can picture right now with the backdrop, the bookshelf, um, keep creating content, huge fans over here at yeah. Dub. So love you, Marilyn. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, there's <laughs> one thing that I've realized. Yeah, there's one thing that I've realized is that technology is improving for collaboration. We can have synchronous, we can have asynchronous communication. It's all getting better and easier. Uh, it, the experience of real life is permeating into the digital experience. What we're experiencing right now, you and me, is a highly interactive, highly personal, highly human, super digital ex exchange of information. And then as a result, the byproduct is that we can, we can share this with our communities, our respective communities. And that's powerful. This can't happen in IRL, in real life. It cannot happen. <laughs> unless we have cameras no. and a broadcasting situation and social media setup, there's this one revelation that I've had, and I had it actually this last year, is that Wi-Fi is not getting better at conferences. It's not, it's, they're no. not, they have not solved that problem of getting 18,000 people in a convention hall, all of whom can use Wi-Fi and have it be a good connection. Okay. It's 2020 <laughs> now and it has not been figured out. Right. So, is that going to get better? Would, Are they going to solve that, that problem? I, now, yeah, I would so even argue that it might be getting worse. Quick, and I'd love to hear your take. My take on this <laughs> is that it's not that they're going to. It's not about the solving of the Wi-Fi of the eighteen thousand people using Wi-Fi at the same time. It's not. It's a correction. It's a it's a market correction. It's a pendulum swing of less people needing to actually physically go there and having more events like cloud data summit your event so that's my take i'd love to get your take on this no i mean i i think you're absolutely right i mean and 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 wi-fi is certainly only you know it is only one of those problems and i certainly don't know that it's the uh it's the biggest one but i think you you know you really hit the nail on the head where there's just there's just so many so many issues that are related to congregating a bunch of people in one place and the more people you congregate the harder matter whether you're talking about Wi-Fi, whether you're talking about uh, whether you're talking about uh, you know concessions and food, or whether you're talking about uh, you know just what you're, whether you're talking about uh, physically getting people into the building or physically getting people into the city, that just gets exponentially harder the bigger the event gets, right? And, and I do think that um, that uh, you know so certainly a lot of it is is unnecessary. And, and I mean, into your point, you know, this is one of the things in going to conferences in the past that I'd kind of kind of you know, you're going to go travel to a conference, right? And you're going to spend the vast majority of your time at that conference, sitting in a chair, watching a presentation. That's like 80 plus percent of your time, you know? And so I'm sitting in there, you know, I'm like, why did I travel thousands of miles to sit in a chair and watch a presentation? Mm -hmm. Like I can do that from anywhere. And there's more than just watching the presentation, but that's the vast majority of your time. And, um, you know, and so, and so, th so this is, this is one of those things that I've kind of always been thinking of, like how, how inefficient is this? So it's not just from a pure energy use point of view. And what, here's from a time utilization. Sorry to cut, cut you off there, but we just had a little snafu, which is very, very appropriate for the conversation because your wi one of our Wi-Fi's is cut out for a second. Maybe it was the servers, maybe it was on your side, I don't know. But you know, the whole time that you and I have been connecting, it's been 30 minutes now, we had one tiny little glitch. That's the only thing that I've tracked. Whereas every time I go to a conference, there's flights and food and Wi-Fi and getting a seat and not liking the food at the buffet yeah. and so on and so forth. So carry on, just had to throw that in. 
Absolutely, and I think you're I think you're 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 spot on. I mean, there's there's uh you know there's there's just there's just so many so many challenges with with doing this, and especially as these you know as these um uh you know as these events scale up in size, it gets exponentially more difficult to get all of the people together and actually pull off the event, right? You know, thing that has a thousand people. It's completely other animal to do one that has twenty thousand or a hundred thousand, right? And um, you know, and, and then of course the other big problem is is that whenever you're doing something like that, not only do you have to have the physical space to do that, you have to go to a city that has the capacity to hold those people. So if you're going to move a hundred thousand people into a city, how many people? I mean, how, how many cities out there can absorb a hundred thousand people? and actually, you know, be able to get them flights in and out or, you know, how, however they're going to travel in uh, to actually, you know, they're actually going to have hotel rooms for them all to stay. I mean, like that, that's just, um, you know, a staggering number, right? And, um, you know, it, but, but you know, a lot of these really big conferences, they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, and, and I was, like I mentioned, like Mobile World Congress, they're 110,000, right? And, uh, and uh, you know, and like, Web Summit that you know happened in Lisbon just a couple of months ago. Uh, Web Summit was like seventy thousand people, and you're growing at such a fast rate. You know, it's to the point that you know there's only a handful of places on Earth that can absorb that many people, um, just from a venue point of view, right? And uh, and and so it it really it yeah, really, no, you're so right, man. Really it's, it's, it's just insane. There's so few conferences that are as large as some of the ones that we've seen, and it, can you just imagine the production value that goes into a conference that big that has 80,000 people? You know, that takes a year to plan, right? So whatever they're planning six months in advance, how, how kind of futuristic, how relevant is that when those keynotes get on the stage, when those people start talking about their topics? I don't know how, I don't know how yeah. relevant that is. Whereas in digital communication, it's much more real time. It's much more, this is what's going on today. Yeah. This is a, a topic. The topics that you and I discussed today yeah. are things that are happening right now in the headlines. They're not three months behind. I, I think that's so a great I, point. I think really, yeah, I mean, I really think yeah. no, no, it's it's absolutely a great point because I mean that's that's exactly what you're going to see because I mean you, you know you're talking about the production timelines for a lot of these larger events. You know, it's one of these where you know you you know if you're going to submit a talk. You know, you have, you know, you know, your, 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 um, you know, the call for speakers is going to close, uh, you know, it's going to close maybe three months before the event. And so, you know, you're going to already have your, your presentation way before this thing is going to, there is any, you know, if there is any, uh, breaking news or anything like that, that's about, you know, about uh, what you're going to talk about, you, you know, you may not have the option to talk about that. Right. And, and so, uh, you know, I think that's a very, very, no, you're point. so right, man. Uh, just, just from the sheer yeah, it's like just from the sheer fact that you've just got such a long runway to deal with content, right? Like that's that's the major issue here. Right. Nice, man. So um, let's so, just kind of wrap this up. So much more to talk about. I want to get people to your channels. I want to get people to your um, your data summit, cloud data summit. Where can find where can folks find more information about your event, about your business, about you? Yep. So, so it's really simple. You go to clouddatasummit.com, and I'm sure you'll put a link in the in the video, or you can just Google Google. You can Google Cloud Data Summit, and we're result number one, uh, which is which is awesome. And um, and so we we do have a couple of events coming up soon. Well, we 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 do actually have a, a sneak peek event tomorrow that everybody can join, and we have full conferences coming up in uh, in uh, the end, end of April and the end of May for Asia Pacific and for North America.
and uh, and we do have more uh, we do have more events coming up uh, in the uh, in the not so distant future. Which is uh, again one of the great things about being able to to, to do this digitally is that uh, we don't have to uh, you know we don't have to plan these a year in advance to make them happen. You know we we can start kind of laying the framework a few months in, you know a few months in advance, start promoting, start getting people in the door, and um, that's exactly what we're doing. Nice, man. So I'll give you this recording if you want to use this in some capacity. And please let me know if there's any topics that you want to uh, have me kind of contribute on. Absolutely. On video or marketing or calm or whatever it is, I'd, I'd love to participate. Absolutely. We, we would appreciate it. I'm sure we can find some other ways to work together. Nice, man. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you.